Hello, and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into it. it. All right, so today we are talking about one of the most infamous, debated, not not quite as debated as writer's block, but we are going to be talking about today showing versus telling. How to show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. Um, I was just thinking about how, yeah, like you're saying, this is a very debated topic in the writing world. and uh, More of like how to do it. Basically, everyone agrees you should do it, but no one quite knows how. I'm not even sure that's true. Oh, really? I think a lot of people do are like, I hate this show, don't tell thing. I'm not going to do it. I mean, I think some of it is uh, people focusing on the wrong parts of it or or not really understanding what show, don't tell means. Mm. Okay, so you, the editor, Mm. what is show, don't tell? Because I figure we'll have your interpretation, we'll have my interpretation. I get the feeling they're going to be similar. But from an editing perspective, what is show, don't tell? Yeah, I'm not really sure that they're going to be different. This will be interesting. Okay, so show, don't tell is basically, I think what some people get wrong is like, well, I am telling a story. How am I not telling? Like, So yes, by by a certain definition, everything you do when you're writing fiction or nonfiction, narrative nonfiction, is telling, but it's the way in which you do it. Yeah, it's about how much you're going to spoon feed the reader. So like, if you're just going to write, Miranda is angry at Bonnie and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But, but instead... Uh, I could show, well, actually, maybe that point of view does have something to do with it as well, because um, if you're writing from a limited third person point of view, I can't actually know if Miranda is mad at me or not. However, I can see her facial expressions and if she's frowning and yes, shaking a fist at me, then uh, then I can gather that she's angry. So so she just showed me that she's angry without having some uh, omniscient third person or first omniscient narrator come in and be like, Miranda's angry at you. Oh, well, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, one, not angry, but yes, showing, showing, don't telling from a writer's perspective is choice. It's what you choose to describe versus what you gloss over. So, mm. exactly like Miranda is angry versus Miranda r- rose her fist and frowned and snarled and whatever else, which is a very like default setting of mine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's not why I picked it, dear listeners. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen you actually angry. Anyway. Yeah. So it's essentially the same thing. It's what you're choosing to describe in detail versus what you're glossing over. And a lot of people, like emotions is one thing that I think pretty much everyone agrees on that you should mostly show rather than tell. So instead of saying they were sad or they were angry or they were whatever, you should, you know, their shoulders shook because of the emotions they were trying to suppress or or their face twisted up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would it's, make more sense in context. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to come up with it's on the fly without examples, like yeah. a sp- Oh, well, let's let's take an argument. So, okay, we have a couple arguing. So, and we will use a heterosexual couple just so that way we can say him and her mm-hmm. and not try Be to confusing. clarify which yeah. which him or which yeah. her. And so she's mad that he didn't do the dishes and he's mad that she's always nagging. And so if you're scripting this fight, you don't really want to say he was mad and she was mad. Because then you're done. <laughs> 
Cause, cause then you're done. Um, of course you would have a lot of dialogue. Like, I can't believe I have to ask you again to do the dishes. It's your turn. I cooked, I did everything else. And he's sitting there going, my God, I was going to get to them. Wouldn't you just get off my back? Um, and so in this scene. And already you've shown a great deal to me. Yeah. In, in this scene, like we have dialogue back and forth and dialogue is a really great way to both show and tell because you're speaking through the characters, but even with just that little bit of dialogue, you're already forming a picture in your brain of like, of like what's happening here. But like we were talking about in our episode on dialogue versus description, you can't have all dialogue unless you're writing. But a good example of like showing during this argument is that he's pacing. Mm. Like she's standing there with her arms folded, like her shoulders hunched because, you know, and and with that kind of posture, you're showing that she doesn't like confrontation, but also she's irritated. And then he can be pacing back and forth in the kitchen, showing that he's restless, he's feeling attacked. And so he can be pacing, he can be pointing his finger, he can be like, there can be all of this tension through the things that you're showing. If you want to make it really dramatic, we can throw in pots and pans. If you want to keep it a healthier (laughs) agreement, we can say, hey, we need to take a second and sit down and talk about it. Or they can like, hey, time out, we're going to go take a break. But it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish with the scene. Obviously, it's a fight. So are you trying to show that, you know, their marriage is on the rocks and and they're headed to divorce or they, you know, have been fighting about stupid things because there's a bigger thing in their life. Mm-hmm. Like you got to know what else is going on in the story so that way you can choose what to show or tell. Yeah, I like your example there of are they going to throw things at each other or are they going to take a break? Because, yeah, like you said, that, sh- that shows the state of their marriage without one of them having to say, wow, we're this close to divorce. I can't believe we throw things at each other all the time. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So, Or you're not sitting there and saying, oh, my God, you just do this all the time and nothing else. Like, or, Although, which can be part of the I was going to say, to be fair, actually, I think both of our examples just now are kind of valid. It depends. You don't want to get into Maiden Butler dialogue there. Take a note of that one for another uh, episode in the future. But I think we did cover that in our dialogue. Did we? Episode. Okay. Well, never mind then. Go back and listen to that episode. As you know. As you know. Maybe- oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> As you know, made in Butler dialogue is the as you know for a quick reminder. As you know, we've been dealing with this for ages. Um, But you definitely don't want your narrative voice to be telling things. So, So like it is one thing if the guy in this argument is like, I can't believe you're always nagging me versus having the narrative voice be like, he was annoyed that she was always nagging him. Like you can that that is very telling or tell E Mm -hmm. rather than. Go ahead. Well, and I was going to say, too, you don't want to get too far into, like, backstory. Mm. So so the big – my big thing with showing and telling is how does it help the pacing? Yeah. How does it help I the pacing of the story? Crucial. Because if you're like, oh, my God, you didn't do the dishes. And he's like, oh, my God, you're always nagging. And then you stop the <laughs> argument to go – Back at the beginning of their marriage, everything was just so harmonious and everything was great. And they never had this problem because she would just do this and he would just do that. And you just had like, you're you're ramping up this argument and then you're like, but back in the glory days. And it's like you just interrupted the more interesting part by doing a flashback. So unless unless your story structure is like you're starting in media res and then you're starting the story back over like, okay, this is where we ended up. How did we get here kind of way? You're you're really doing yourself a disservice by stopping and then explaining yeah. the whole situation. I think like, it's, it's very rare that that kind of thing works. 
Yeah. It can work, but it also works like the TV special. Oh my God, they're strapped to a bomb. And then you get the title card that says <laughs> oh, yeah. 24 hours thing. earlier. Yeah. yeah. And so, which again, has its purpose, has its place. But for the most part, if you're in the middle of this argument, in the middle of your story, that is not the spot to do that. No. Um, so. And maybe flashbacks is also a topic for another episode. But uh, back to what we were saying about pacing, I think that is where we can begin to get into like when should you tell instead of show and that's yes. because if something is quick paced and we don't really care about it but but it needs to be in there at least a tiny bit then that's when you can tell when you can tell <laughs> period yes and that's also when you can use your uh adverbs adverbs the ly's mm, yes adverbs you're trying to be quick you're trying to be snappy and so you can say he said haughtily and then have the reply well he said sternly and then have you know and go back and forth because you just want like a quick tonal note rather than fully explaining like he said with his brow furrowed and his and a frown on his lips and his mustache twitching and and like if if there if it's a quick exchange back and forth then that is when you want to use your shortcuts but if it's something where it's slower paced and like oh I'm trying to think like the west wing like you're you're in a it's, it's an older show but it's a really great show the first few seasons are awesome examples in dialogue and in show writing but if you're having like a really slow but still tense like exchange back and forth oh game of thrones would be a more modern example like all of the they have a lot of like politically based conversations and the conversations themselves are power plays but because the conversation is not fast it's usually slow and it's usually like oh, i'm just trying to think of how to describe it it's it's definitely all about the subtlety and so you want a chance for the subtleties to be able to sink in and for the reader to be able to pick up on it and so you're having a conversation in dialogue like up front but the real conversation is happening in all of their actions which is <laughs> I don't know if you guys were able to follow that so let's go with yet another example so say we have powerful king and his advisor and they're talking about like the state of the country or maybe not even that they're talking about dinner they're talking about the duck and how well it was done or how well it wasn't done the state of the vegetables or something but the king is sitting there and fiddling with his seal of power on his finger basically saying you know subtly hey i am the one in power whereas his vizier is saying you know like the vegetables were great but also you know like some bread is okay too every now and again this is a really bad example guys don't <laughs> i'm trying to make it obvious and i'm coming up with it on the fly so like just bear with me but you know like vegetables are awesome but maybe you know some bread would be great and some bread for everybody would be even better and he's trying to the real conversation is happening underneath the actual dialogue and so, and so in that case, it would all be all about how the vizier is trying to gently lead him in one direction. And then the king is like, nope, I'm the king. What's going to happen is what I want to happen. And that can all be told through body language and through little gestures. And, you know, a very pointed knife on a plate could be, could speak volumes depending on the situation. Like, oh, hey, he stabs into his steak and just slices it open. Like, clearly a different message is being sent than, oh, yes, how is the family? Right. So. But if, on the other hand, this dinner with the vizier doesn't actually matter to the plot of your greater story, then you can just tell it in one sentence 
Yes. They had dinner. If if it's even worth mentioning at all, there it's definitely worth pointing out that not everything that happens in a character's life is relevant to the plot. Like, how often do we read about characters going to the bathroom? Every once in a while. Or but, brushing uh, their teeth. Yeah, or brushing their teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are the kinds of things that you can either tell or skip over completely. I did want to go back just to what you said about adverbs um, a little bit, because I think that is another common thing I hear tossed around is like, never use adverbs. And you may have found out already through listening to me, but I'm not a big fan of like never rules. Like you can break anything. Mm-hmm. And I think adverbs have their place. I think that that like you're saying, that's the key is that adverbs are very tell instead of giving the reader a chance to figure out that he's acting haughty or she's angry or whatever you're just saying it and sometimes that's what you need because that's not like you said it's just adding a tone it's not the what you really want the reader to focus on oh here's one do you have a good example of someone telling too much like when is telling too much and when is showing too much do we have yeah because there it is a delicate balance and it's easy to actually go too far in one direction or the other so I think the first thing I thought of was if you're telling too much, you're a five-year-old talking about something really cool that happened today. And if you're showing too much, you're that's your purple prose. That's where you're just doing way too much description. You're describing every little tiny thing. Like, look, this this table has a scuff right there that's kind of in a U shape. And uh, over there, there's a, yeah. Anyway, things that don't, maybe that scuff does matter. And then you do need to show it. But a lot of details that you see like you could sit in one I could sit in this one spot in my room and I could probably fill 10 pages with everything I can see without turning my head but that's not interesting or relevant I know where I tend to get caught up in showing is actually in body language like body language is really good to show but I will start getting too much into like okay like tension ran along their shoulders and his eyebrow raised exactly (laughs) one quarter of an inch and he blinked but in a certain way and and so I really have to stop myself from getting to man my characters breathe all the time well I mean they all do but 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 how often do you consciously think about it yeah exactly and so that's something that I usually have to do and edit specifically for is like okay how many times did they breathe in this scene and we need to take that back (laughs) like We either need to put in something else or does it still read the same completely without it? Because I I tend to go way too deep into body language. But there was a person who I know also went way too deep into description. Like, I think I read about every single sequin on this dress (laughs) and how they shone differently in the light, each and every one of them. And it was it, it was a good example of too much showing. Yeah. In our last like minute here, I'll just say that to decide what you want to show is really a question of what I've talked about before is this double duty writing, right? So like whatever you want to show should serve more than one purpose. So like if you're just describing the scene to literally just describe the scene, it's probably going to end up being too much. But if you're describing the scene to show how the character perceives the scene or is interacting with the scene, then then your description is serving multiple purposes and you probably won't run out of, you probably won't get too many things. I don't know. That's a challenge there. Maybe someone can still show too much with everything having multiple purposes, but that's just a general principle to keep in mind. Yes. As always, everything should be doing double, triple duty whenever possible. Yeah. So anyway, I hope that helped. I think it might've. I think a good question for our listeners is what are your questions about show don't tell? When have you seen it? used well as advice when has it just confused you and maybe we can talk about 
talk through some examples, some better examples. Stay sharp, my friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writing Forge, a Writing Heights podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge, check out our social links in the episode description. Subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. For more informational writing content, be sure to become a Writing Heights member.